Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Central Stadium, an iconic sporting venue. As part of a major fundraising drive, My Stadium Seat is offering you the chance to place your name or the name of someone who loves GAA on a seat at the Field of Legends. Packages from €100 Euro include seat naming plaques, certs of authenticity, online biographies and open day tickets. Show your support. Visit MyStadiumSeat.com. Sample Stadium, where every name matters. Episode number 77 of the Premier View podcast. Today I'm your host, Kevin Ryan from the St. Mary's uh, Hurling Club, Hurling and Camogie Club, and joined by Sean Smith of Turles Arseals and Stephen Cronin with Carrick Davins. Stephen, we'll start with the Lim- Tipperary Limerick game, a narrow defeat or an eight or seven point defeat in the end for Tipperary. We bow out of the Munster Hurling Championship now. Um, as a Tipperary supporter, now, you know, have, leave, leaving the Gaelic grounds. What is your sense of the state of Tipperary Harding and the performance they gave last Sunday? Um, yeah, uh, well, look, defeat is a defeat and and it'll take a miracle to keep us in the championship, which, look, it's not going to happen. But I think you can be very happy as a Tipperary supporter for the the, the effort and the application of, 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 of their game uh, against Limerick. Like, you know, even in Tipperary, and all around the country, we weren't given a hope in hell. You know, Limerick were going to steamroll us. They were going to put 20 points on us. And to be honest, after the low of the Clare game, I wasn't too confident myself. Even I tried me, tried my best to be a glass half full kind of person, but I just could not see it. I could not see it. And I said in the last podcast that this game for me was all about emotions. Like, you know, it had to be played with emotions to get the pride of the, of the jersey again, you know, and all this I think they bad result. They duly delivered on everything else, you know. And I, I, it was, it was a great performance. It was 
look, it's, it's a moral, vi- moral, moral victories and defeats or whatever it is, but you can't we put me ourselves a bit over that Sunday. I think Limerick were very subdued. They oh, just look, looked in second gear. Yeah. Then coming down the straight with Tipperary, we, we missed three chances there. Yeah, like, you know, I, is, it all, is it Pat Rosie a performance? Look, no, I'd agree that Limerick were poor, but that's not our problem. Like, when Tipperary blew up last year, blew a 10 or 12 point lead, that wasn't Limerick's problem. They still had a job to do. You know, Tipperary still had a job to Limerick and we didn't poor. do it, Stephen. No, they didn't get the results. No, but they didn't get the result. But Limerick being poor with the, the missed, the missed, um, the missed shots, the, the missed puck and the missed control, Tipperary still had to chase them down. They still had to, to, to work their own selves and uh, 100%. You know, they still had to apply them, their own selves to the best that they can and they did all that. And that's, you know, along with Limerick being poor, but as well, the pressure applies helped Limerick be poor as well, if you get me. Like, you know, they, they didn't just have it their own way and constantly walls through the tip defence and put a ball wide. It wasn't that case. Like, they were under a lot of pressure. There was a lot of big hitting. There was a lot of, like, just Conor Stegen, for example, brand new in, in this year, only a young man. And, jeez, I'd love to see the stats on the GPS vest on him. Like, you know, that kind of stuff, that that warms the heart, like, and the work rate and the aggression of Dylan Quirk there. Bit of a question mark over him there because the last two, like, is it, is he will he be consistent? The last game we were kind of poor. Jesus, lads, that's the kind of stuff we want to see going forward. And you know, if if Tip contributed to Limerick being poor as well, now that has to be said. You know, I don't think Limerick just didn't turn up, like you know. And uh, so, like, I, I'd be happy enough with with the performance. We all knew it was going to take a big performance to to be in with a chance, and. The performance gave us a chance towards the end, but we just we tired, took the wrong option, and you know Limerick took over then. Sean, would you agree with that? Or yeah, kind of. I was watching, like it's in looking at the game, kind of going, "Where are Limerick going to start hurling?" Um, the first half, I think, between both teams was twenty wide. It was still there's the standard wasn't exactly all out gunning by both teams, but we kind of took advantage more so on their poorship and like our lads, to be honest, like. That the team we had in the field, if you named out that team at the start of the year as being the team we're playing Limerick in the championship as good as a knockout game, you'd be like, What? Why? Or how did this even happen? Like, so the fair lads stood up that were there. Um, we only like Connor Staken there, like as I said, he heard some ball on top of everything. But like No McGrath, like we mentioned No McGrath there last week in the pod, like we need these that step up. And, by God, Noel, he just did it. Like, you know, he's exceptional, like his line ball he put over, just his attitude looked. He had that bit of go about him, and like when the day he leaves at Lungo, George would be a sad day. But it was just the last few minutes, the bad boys didn't take our chances. Like, Limerick were there, like, they were when kind of there were about 27 or 8,000 below, I'd say 25,000 were Limerick, and they were worried until seven or eight minutes to go. Like, you know, there was their team were, weren't made to pass the ball 10 yards at times. Like, there was we just couldn't take advantage. That's the thing again, just what could have been. That's probably the most. Disappointing thing for me, Sean. You know, obviously, look, delighted with the performance to a degree. But again, coming down after, I said to myself, looking at the game, you know, like Tipperary kind of nudging ahead for most of it after, you know, midway to, midway in the first half. I said, get to about 60 minutes. Well, at first, I said, get to 55 minutes. Then I said, get to 60 minutes. And then I'd actually believe that there's a win in it. We actually got there before Limber took over. But the, we hit three bad wides just on that period. And I think it sucked the energy out of us. 
And, you know, do you think that bit of composure, that bit of experience will come? Or do you think that's just the, at the, the level we're at? Maybe we don't have the finishers, the closers to get over the line now where we are. Yeah, there's. you did mention that to the Kevin there. Like you're saying, we need to stay with him but close the games out. Like, you know, you don't get him cup for winning in 60 minutes like in these games. No. Like, where does that come from? Does that come from the experience as having a field? Like, we hadn't much a bench to bring on. Like, where does it come from? But, like, Limerick, with the other side, were able to drive on the last seven or eight, nine minutes. They had that. Where did they get that from? Like, these are things that we need to, going forward, learn. Like, I know it's grand pat ourselves in the back. We lost by seven points, but, you know, we're still out of Munch Championship and it's 12th to May, like, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think uh, some of the decisions towards the end, which, like, Tip were... Well, you know, they were they were hurling so hard, running so f- hard that they had to be ahead. And this, you just knew as soon as they went behind, the energy was gone. And uh, you'd be hoping, I know there's video analysis now going on all over the country, but you'd be hoping they'd be sitting down and they'd be playing the clicker back and forth and going over a couple of the, the, the decisions that need to be better. Like, you know, there's just, just one uh, without picking on them is was uh, Jake Morris. He's Robert Byrne running off down the line, freeze the board, and he tried to throw it over his shoulder to, you know, the, the, these are not decisions you expect from Noel McGrath or Shamey to do. Like, you know, the younger lads need to learn the correct decisions. I'd add one. It was uh, Jar Brown, who, you know, who was otherwise excellent. And he had Jake Morris, I think, inside him in a great position going yeah. for the ball, right? Yeah. And I think he was just gassed at that stage and he didn't see him. And um, he had a bad wide yeah, if it even yeah. went wide. Like, I, I think, you know, the ability, the talent and the experience, that'll all come. But but you have to be willing to learn. You know, you have to be like, we all know that famous scene where early in 2010, is it, or, or 2009, when Bonamar went in, he took the wrong option and Owen and Lar kind of had words with him. Like, you know, and then was it 2010 they were going through on goal? Bonamar gave a lovely pass, Lar buried it, and you had all the boys then, you know, pointing to the head and they're thinking, thinking. Right decisions, correct decisions. That's all it's efficiency. You know, someone else scoring an easy point is is far more valuable than you trying to score a hard point. You know, if that if that makes sense. Because a hard point, they might not come off. And that it's it's the the execution in the last third kind of let us down to especially towards the end of the game when you're getting tired. When you're getting tired, that's when you need to make the, prop, the right decisions. And I think Stephen just said that we'll come to it later on, but I think you could really see that in the minor game last night with the with the amount of wides and stuff. And the you know, I think Tip hit lucky to get away with it in the end, but three bad wides in a row with the game in the mix. But yeah, I think last last Sunday the wides that both teams hit, you know, Limerick had that extra bit of quality, you know, to get the goals in to get the goals in the end. But um, yeah, that could could have been the difference. On goals, as old saying, goals win games. Tipperary's goals record in this championship isn't doesn't make for pretty reading. Waterford conceded two, Clare conceded three, and just the game just gone. Lim- Limerick conceded three again. That's with a change of goalkeeper there. But do we need to look as well as maybe increasing our efficiency, as Stephen said, we, in, in the forwards? Do we need to look at at the backs? Are we just under that much pressure that the goal chances for the opposition win, will inevitably come? Um, I I think a lot of the first year for Colin Bonner, and you know we mentioned how many people that have 
either retired, withdrawn, or, or, or injured this year, like the first year is just all going to be learning, learning, learning. Like against Clare, like we had a good performance down in Welsh Park, and you know, first game, first game of the year, and everyone's mad for it. Against Clare, we got a positioning completely wrong. You know, it was so naive that it, it may as well have been a club game. Against Limerick, then getting caught in front of the getting caught in front of the back. Like these are things. Now I know two experienced men got caught in that, but these these are are things at inter county level that you switch off for one second and you'll be punished. You know, and and it's you'd be hoping going forward. We're looking at all these things. We're analysing them as well. You know, like you don't only work on a training field; you work in the in the video room too. And and you'd be hoping that's something they'll touch on now for the in, over the winter and next year, and we'll try and show her up a bit better. And as I said, work on the other side of things then, and hopefully we're the ones scoring goals next year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we went, we did. I suppose I also have to point out that we we did score two goals against Waterford and Clare as well. Probably should have had a, a few more, certainly against Clare, and probably left left a couple behind us. Against Limerick as well, so you know we are showing a bit of promise in that air in in that area. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like uh, Michael Breen should have had a goal. That he he was unlucky for the one he had to kind of reach over a man and swipe. That's one of them ones that can go either way. But that one where he threw the ball out a little a fraction too far in front of him. That's you know that for me was a a backs strike. Like he'd long handle it a hurley. If that was Shamey Callan going through there, or even Noel McGrath, you know that Hurley's half gripped, little flick of the wrist that's gone into the bottom corner, and um, it was just that that could have you know could have been huge for Tip at the time. And these are the things we have to be clinical with. Like shame, prime Shamey Callan scores them goals, you know. So someone has to step up now and be our goal scorer as well. You, you know we can't we can't be missing all these kind of chances every game. It's not good enough at that level. Sean. Do you agree with that? Do you think the forwards need to be more clinical? Yeah, like uh, Breen got through. This wasn't the right lad to be in that position. Like I would have rather got the ball and ran towards net and ran the ball in or kicked it or I don't know, fed up, like did something. He just you knew when he threw the ball up, he wasn't going to connect. And it was a no dribble. Yeah, it was good scramble defence, I thought. For yeah, it was, but he just wasn't. He wasn't. He got used to in that position around the fourteen yard line. Like because in the lads in Peru were saying, if that was an old lack or Shane McCallan, they would just turn back in, short and rip it. Bang, but like he done well to even get in them positions. But like, are we depending on Breen? Like, we shouldn't be depending on Breen in these games. He's scoring goals for us. No, Breen isn't our goal scorer. Like, you know, so that's kind of we just we haven't got him at the moment. Like, you know, against Limerick, there was half chances, like, there's nothing too clinical. Um, but again, it goes back then to taking our chances. Like, if that going in the first half of Breen, game over, second half, a few bad wides again. But like, but two teams are bad. If one thing to score more, it's you're going through, but we just couldn't couldn't get it. Yeah, I do well, like Sean particular stuff. I do have to highlight the performance of Connor Stakem, I think, as Stephen said there. You know, he ran himself into the ground. He he looks like he could be a right find going forward. And also I think Jar Brown, who's you know, seems to have announced himself hopefully onto the onto the senior pan on onto the Tipperary hurling scene with that performance and will come back stronger, fitter kind of next year, you know. So yeah, there are two fines. We said Joe Brown had to, like, you know, he's showing stuff. And we said last week he had to show up and he did, to be honest, him. And Connor slotted in there. And Connor's work rate was phenomenal. But Joe Brown has, he has something like these lads, they're young, like, came in and we're missing players on our midfield half hour line. And sure, we're, we're harping on the last few years, are we? 
who's our midfielder have our like there's two lads there that are stepped in now and put their name on a jersey that's for sure like absolute yeah. you know and we wouldn't be expecting the all the, all the changes I'm not sure Paddy Cadell was injured uh, going off just before half time I mean, he was solid enough but um, I'm sure he'll be a lad that has another day or two in him as well uh, good to see the mind lads the mind lads kind of coming on as the mind that's coming on as well, like so. You know, there is we are getting kind of games into lads as well. We always knew it would be a um a, a tough day out. On I think we're being joined at the moment by um Colin Parcel from Clamalog as well. Hi lads, how's it going? Hi right, Colin. So your your thoughts on Sunday? Well, I suppose like Kevin, my, my, like you know, I just catching the tail end of the conversation there, and I suppose look, we, we lost the game. That's the first thing, and I think I heard Sean mention that, like you know. Like, we, we can't be doing moral victories. You know, I was less disappointed after the Limerick game than I was after the Waterford game. As you know, I was, I felt the Waterford game was a game that we, we left behind us. I didn't really think that on Sunday. I always felt Limerick were going to have a push and were probably going to catch us near the end. You know, they're ahead of us in strength and conditioning. They, they looked fitter than us. But then again, a team who's winning or getting on top always looks fitter than the team who's losing, if you know what I mean. So I don't want, I mean, and I'm not, I, I'm not obviously qualified enough to talk about, you know, how fit Tip are or aren't. One thing that I, I did think after the game was, you know, like we play Cork now on Sunday week or whenever it is. And, and after that, then that, that's, that's the end of, of our collective Tip hurling training for, I don't know how long, like do they come back next November or December then? You know, so, you know, already I feel that we're falling, you know, you're falling a little bit behind the other counties who will go on now and hurl for a good part of the next six or eight weeks, you know, and will stay together and, you know, do their work and have a chance to build on their game. You know, it, it was it was noticeable that a couple of the newer players in particular on Sunday, maybe Ger Brown, for example, you know, didn't look as bulked up or as strong as some of his opponents on the Limerick team. You know, but look at like, you know, for 60 minutes, we more than matched Limerick. We, we, we you know, we, we had them in trouble. We had their game disrupted. You know, we, we were given as good as we got. We, we had a few chances. And I suppose on the goal chances, again, just to say this is a recurring issue, if I could call it an issue. For, you know, we spoke about this on, on, on the pod throughout the, the spring there, that if you take out the Antrim game, we were struggling to score goals all through the league as well, you know, and, and that came back to, I think, to kind of haunt us again last last Sunday. I think, if you know, if we've managed to get one goal, like we were always going to need a few goals, to, you know, because we, we knew ourselves Limerick were going to hit 27 or 28 points or whatever they hit, and they have a habit of doing that, you know. So, um, so in a long-winded way, look, I, I'm disappointed that we lost a Munster Championship match. I was very proud of the players and very proud of how they performed, you know, they, they, they died with their boots on. And I think a seven-point, you know, a seven-point defeat probably didn't do, you know, the scoreline didn't do their performance justice. Yeah, if I could put I, it I like suppose that. that. In particular, Colin, yeah, you're right. That, that shows, I suppose, the cruelty almost of senior inter-county hurling at this. Like, you know, that you can't just play well for 60 minutes. Is mm. in that if you're only conditioned to play for 60 minutes, then you will lose games and teams will pull away. And there's almost exhibition stuff. Uh, you know, they got they got the lead out to nine points at one stage and know that a couple of late place balls to, to bring it back into seven, which is, a, I think, a little bit uh, more of a fit there. As we can finish our discussion on this game, we don't mention the, the latest Galan incident, I suppose. Uh, was it a red card for ye? Uh, Sean, I'll go to you first. It was, yeah. It's just when you're pulling the wrong direction, a foot above a ball, 
you're not intending to go for the ball. Whether you pull out or not, you're going for it. Like, I don't know, like, lads happen on, but his attention was there to hit Ronan, like, you know. Like, for, me, for me, that I'm slightly at the time, I was thinking, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a yellow slash red at the time, you know, it's either or, like, I'd say it's very much a. Like you could call it like a dark yellow, like you know, or, or a soft red or whatever, like you know, as in he didn't absolutely hatch at the man, like you know, but um I can see why the ref didn't get it, didn't didn't give it. Um, you know, like again, you're looking at the the pundits on the Sunday game saying yes and no, and probably coming down and saying no, it wasn't every every tips to board I've thought to said yes, like you know, I'd maybe go with the crowd a little bit on it. Uh Stephen or Colin, free red or or yellow. Uh, for, for me, 100% rate. Um, I think if, like, he, the ball might have been low. Uh, you know, I, I'm all for hard hurling, you know, getting right stuck into each other. But there's rules there also in the modern, the modern day hurling to protect players. You know, what protection did Ronan Ma have going down on that ball? Like, yeah, but look, Steve, he, if, he, that's, he, if, that's the, if that's a red card in South Tipperary, Harlan, no, no but that, like, that's, aside, like. no, that's that's not two lads pulling on a ball and one lad just being slightly late. That's a man already bent down, and a fella coming in from side pulling pulling across him. He did. He the the the, the thing we're forgetting is he was nowhere near the ball, absolutely nowhere near us. You know, and like I love the like I I think two lads. You know, if if they're jostling at each other and hitting each other, jabbing the ribs, I I think get on with the game. Like you know what I mean. But the rules have changed now, where that's a red card. But are are you going to tell me that that that's more of a red card than what Aaron Galland did? Even like Aaron Galland was a foot away from the ball, a foot high, and pulled straight across Ronan Man. Like that. Like if that, it, I I can't I can't see how there's any defense of that at all. You know, and I think it was a bottle job from the referee to not give him. He saw it was a foul. Well, Aaron Galan pulled. It's a strike. A strike is a red card. And um, I, 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 just, I just think it's, it's absolutely crazy like that that wasn't a red card. And what makes it even, what makes me more bitter about it is it's the second year in a row he's after, he's after avoiding a red card for a dirty challenge when Tip were ahead and who knows yeah, what could have happened in the game? It's, it's definitely in the post for him. I think he got one during the league early on, but you know, there's definitely a, a big championship red in the post for him. That's yeah, you, you, hear, you, you hear a lot, Kevin. You know, when a guy gets sent off, you hear, oh, he's not that kind of player, sort of in mitigation of him. You know what I mean? But you see, with Aaron Galan, <laughs> he is that kind of player. And I think that's sort of, you know, I'd be, I'd be kind of saying it's a red card, but I, you know, or a dark yellow, a bit like yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm not. I'm not 100% having watched it several times now that it was a red card. But what's really swaying me towards it is the man who, who did it, you know, that it was Galan. And I feel he is that type of player. And that is in his game. And I think he knew well who he was hitting when he went across, you know. And, and again, a little bit like we asked on the podcast a few weeks previously, if a Tipperary player had committed that foul, do we think it would be a red card? Do we think our friend Anthony Daly would be on the television saying that it's not a red card? Because I, I, I think they would be saying it's a red card. I referenced Ronan Mars' challenge back in, was it 20, 2019, you know, where he shouldered a guy coming out with the ball and they wanted him hung, drawn and quartered for it. Like, you know, so, you know, I think, if, you know, I, I understand the point you're making, certainly, and I, I tend to agree with you. You know, if it was a different player, I'd probably have more of a question in my head. But 
looking at who it was and how it was executed. And as Stephen said, this is the second year in a row. I think he went with intent there. I, you know, he was pulling away from the goal as well. I, I, I think a red card, yeah, red card. Yeah, and either way, I think it could have been pivotal. You know, the fact that it was, if so it was a red, yeah, we're beginning to flag a bit now. You know, it would it would have transformed. I think the energy of the game completely. You know, if 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 it was a red or if it had been given. I think what played a part in the referee's decision as well was the furore around the few the legitimate red cards the Limerick got in the league this year. You know, Grode Hegarty got a red card, uh, uh, a legitimate red card, a legitimate sending off in the league, and there was uproar all over the country about it. Like, Grode Hegarty, oh my God, he's been victimised. He's getting a red. You know, they had, a, they had one or two reds, and there was, it was, it made the airwaves all over the country. And I think that's, um, the the wind and the morning that the Limerick people did back then, I think, had would have, was in the back of the referee's mind because if Ronan Marno, for instance, was pulling on the ball and Galan was as late as he was, then I'd say, you know what, lads, does you know, there's a little bit, yeah, these things happen. But Ronan Marno was was picking up the ball. He was, you know. He, his knee was nearly touched to the ground. He was so low to the ground. And the other lad comes in and just absolutely flakes across him. <sighs> Jesus, lads. If that's not a red card, you know. Yeah, and I suppose there was a bit of controversy. Well, not even controversy, but there was a bit of fallout after the game as well with a player being dropped off the Limerick panel. Um, so, you know, the game hasn't been without cost, cost for them again. You know, I see on Premier View lads saying, you know, maybe like there's there's two sides to every story, even it might be a bit of Stockholm syndrome at this stage, you know. But I think like it adds to the narrative that maybe this Limerick, there's certain individuals there that they might not be the nicest kind of bunch or the you know, there's good competitive spirit and all that, but it can turn unhealthy at some at some stage. So uh, yeah, look, we won't mention anything like that or go into that instant um instant a lot, but look, best wish best wishes to the to the Tipperary player involved for a speedy, speedy recovery there. Um, in slightly better news, on the on for, for the minors, what's now our minors are under 17s, our Munster champions, after a, a tense penalty shootout last night, a great win against Clare. F you, Anthony Daly. Um, <laughs> on it, I see he was out moaning about the unfairness of a penalty shootout or whatever. I bet, you, I bet and, he was, yeah. I bet he was. <laughs> So um, look, I think look, I couldn't speak highly enough of the, of you know the attitude and the work rate of this tip team went down went down to fourteen players, you know, midway through the second half. I thought at that stage, you know, that they would have their work really cut out. I think they went four points down against Clare, got a great goal to bring bring them back into it. You know, extra time was a tough watch you now because the players were the ones that had played the up to the eighty minutes were um, out on their feet. You know that. We mentioned decision making can go awry for senior players, uh, you know, in and around that 60 minute mark. But for lads when they're 16 and 17, you know, there was, you know, some great skill and all that. But yeah, they, they were, I suppose, lads going down with, with cramp and all the rest of it. And, you know, maybe the kind of shooting accuracy and all the rest of it, it suffered a bit. But look, yeah, we hung on in there. We got a great leveling point with the last puck of the game, you know, after missing a after missing a few frees, um, you know, like the, I, I think you know there was a minute of extra time, you know, injury time played in the um initial in the initial kind of sixteen minutes there. Maybe, you know, to me having won the game, I can say it probably was warranted because there was a clear lad down um for the first minute of that game. But you know, if if we didn't win, I'd be bullying on it. Um, you know, went to penalties. Then we won. We went three 0 So uh, Fergal Horgan's son, I suppose, the hero would 
scoring one and, and saving a couple as well, you know. So, um, first, you know, lads, I don't know if you see, I know Wednesday's a busy night with training and all that, but did you have a chance to either get to Limerick or to watch the game? I was half, yeah. half listening to, to him and then trying to watch on the phone at the same time while blowing the NCT centre and care. So I saw him kind of bit the second half next time, like, but like, it did hit bad wides. The game we're going back to bad wides. We could have lost that game. And if we lost that game, it was because of bad wides. Like, you know, we're, why are we kind of talking about wides again? But to fair now, the boys dug in with 40 men. Like, the point we got there to level it, Jesus, like the free was. Like, trying to look at the phone, I was like, this is Cam going over. And then, you know, in fairness, Paddy slotted over, like, you know, he slotted. And, like, and they, they have to think as well, Tom Lane has kept very quiet, like, you know, so, like, Claire had the work done on him, but yet the other players around stood up, which is great to see, like, you know, not depending on one lad. Another way, the headlines were all about Tom Lane mm-hmm. last day, when, and then if other lads have stepped in, then, it, like, Darren McCarthy came on there, like, and got three points, right? No, so, like, at the first, and it is an unusual kind of free taking technique, isn't it? That he had, um, it's almost like a, a kind of John, like remind me of a, a Johnny Wilkinson kind of rugby kind of technique mm-hmm. and kind of sizing away from it. But it certainly works. Such as the the clutch moment last night after missing a couple of them. Kevin, I I, I was involved in in the the highlights of of, of and, and it doesn't get any better than South Tipperary intermediate football last night. So <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't get I didn't get to see the game. Um, I was involved in a, in a real thriller in Manila outside in Ardfinnan. But when I, when I got home, I got to see I got to see the penalties and, and look, it was fantastic for the team to get over the line and, and to win the game. And I think given what happened with the under twenties and with the seniors, obviously in the last seven days, it was it was very important for sort of the morale and the psyche in the county that, that we got a victory because I, I, I get the impression and, you know, I, I taught this at the start of the year that there's, there's a, little bit of, a little bit of apathy, negativity towards, towards the hurling setup in the county at the moment. You know, like obviously for us, we're still as interested as, as ever. And I think the listeners to the podcast, if they're not half asleep by now, are as interested as ever, you know, and listen to us talking about it and following the games. But, you know, attendances at games this year that Tipperary have been involved in have generally been poor. So it, it was good to see a Tipperary team on the TV last night win a game. One other thing I just noticed, if, if I could, just on the penalty shootout, after the game, it was a pity we didn't get... TG4, excellent coverage as always, but we didn't get a chance to see the, the cup being presented. And, and maybe the Spectre has seen a couple of Vanguardi being assaulted or, 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 or somebody getting booed as they lifted up the cup. But we won't go back to, to, to the under-21 game in Ennis again. But just when the lads took off their helmets, it just reminded me, like, they're, they're only young chaps. Like, you know, they're, 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 it's, you know it, it, they're very, very young. And, and, you know, we have to take account of that as well. They're... they're you know, what are they, 15 and 16-year-olds playing like, you know, so they deserve great credit at that age for putting on such a, such a show. And it's, you know, it's, if, if, as you said, that, you know, the, the shooting and, and the decision-making flagged a little bit towards the end, that's perfectly understandable, you know, when you see them with the helmets off and you just realise how young they are. And, you know, I think I said it on the podcast last week, I'd be more in favour of, of the under-17 grade going back to under-18 and maybe the under-20s going back to under-21. I just think for for as a spectacle outside of last night I prefer I preferred certainly under 18 hurling to under 17 hurling but yeah. that's not to take away from last night at all and you know to congratulate James Woodlock and his management team Brendan Ferris who, who we know 
ourselves, um, Kevin, you know, the fair play to them. It's, it's fantastic. And, and I just I just want to pick up on that, Colin, as well, and bring the other lads in as well. When you look at the profile of clubs on the team, absolutely. You know, yeah, we said it yeah, before, yeah. you had a full back line of South Tipperary, but yeah, you, know, yeah. you have two junior clubs there, Valley Luby, Cashel Grace, and Feathered, you know, and, and Carrick Swan's in there as well. You've said Mary's representing the halfback line alongside Port Row, Nina Rogue being the only Dan Breen team, if you like, Owen Horgan from Knockville and goal. Yeah, Barca Kane and, and Nakavilla again in midfield. You've Kappa White, uh, Paris and Upper Church, and you know, and then you've Barca Lee, Care and Garton Hugo and Gould. These are clubs that you know wouldn't be used to a bit of spot like your father Sheehy's and Kilsheelan on the bench, like to, to not pick out. You know, I you think not and they're winning those players. And like in that case, not Hurlis and they're winning the last number of county finals. So this shows the kind of talent around the county when you know. That usually the team wins county final with a couple of players on the team and work around them. But and, and, they, the, and the management, I suppose, Sean, that they, yeah. they didn't just re- they didn't just okay, we'll go and watch you know the two strongest teams. Yeah, and, exactly, and, exactly. And they went out and picked picked out players from junior teams. You know, like exactly. these Tom Blaney lads, like you wouldn't go looking for them lads. Like, didn't, like it, that's what you need. Like you just don't need a team full of a few mid lads in North yeah, and one or two yeah. complements from the South. Like you don't want that. Like that's to develop anyone. And, and credit uh, James Woodlock. What that does is, that tells you, lads, earn your jersey, earn your spot. If you're good enough, you'll be in here and then you'll earn it. Yeah. And I, I think that comes back to, to the bottle shown by the by the tip players, especially the free at the end, Paddy McCormick. Is Paddy McCormick? That's his name. Paddy McCormick, yeah. Like, he got a boon for that free off the clear crowd. And he put it over the bar. Like, you know, last puck of the game, if that, like, he got a boon, and, but he nerves the steel to put that over the bar. And then the other thing, what James is after instilling in this team, we, we Sean mentioned earlier that um, uh, the young Delaney was held fairly well last night. He scored one twelve from play last week. He's held fairly. The rest of the boys around him rallied around him, and we ended up going on and winning the game. Now I noticed through two penalties, but they like you take a lad that's scoring one twelve in a, in in an inter county championship match, and you hold him. In a lot of places, in a lot of clubs, or a lot of counties, they wilt then, you know. They take someone that with that talent, take his way, his score and prowess, and they wilt. The rest of the boys rallied around him. That, for me, that's brilliant mental ability, you know. And geez, like, to come out of that game last night, they got, they went the man down, scored a point the way, uh, the controversy with the Clare equaliser so late into the, to, to recover from that, to score the point in the last play of the game, the way he scored it, and to to perform, which are with one probably one of your best forwards, maybe you know held a little bit quite like that. There's the serious mental toughness in that in that young team there now last night. Absolutely, and you know the thing the thing we've leashing off in the Leinster final on Monday, Galway have to come into the competition along with Clare and who play a mini group with. And Claire and the losers of Leash and Offaly, the top two out of those three will, will feed back into the All Ireland semi final. So, Tipperary are well poised now. Look, James Woodlock in his interview saying, Look, he loves playing games and he's probably right at this level. You learn a lot, as you would have done from that game, win last night. But, you know, it's great to see kind of Tip, you know, at, you know, get good support in an All Ireland semi final and have every chance of going on in, in this competition. Like you know, it would be just such a such a boost and such a shot in the arm as well. Last last week, you know, we were all on looking. We were all again. 
we seem to be in Limerick every couple of days now. But you know, it was the turn of our under twenties who unfortunately came up short and in their final, you know, the thing about that, I suppose, in the monster final, it's not often that it's actually a knockout game. Um in this day and age that there's usually a back door. But you know, unfortunately for us, we did came up, we did come up short. Um again, maybe a bit of shooting and a bit of decision making uh led us down against, you know, in in fairness, they were up up against a good team as well. So um and he managed to make it to that one. But again, Brendan Cummins, he has he has done a very good job with that group who wouldn't maybe be used to winning as well and a lot of them are underage next year Yeah look a very strong Limerick team Kevin that was evident you know on the night they were they were very good and you know actually mirrored their senior team in many ways didn't they in their style of play and the way that they went about their business but look from a tip point of view probably the poor start you know we were playing catch up all night and you know, there was a couple of scores got just before half time as well. I think they went seven or eight out in front Limerick, like, and you felt, Jesus, this is slipping away from us now, like, yeah. you know. But in fairness, in the second half, we 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 ebbed away at it. And just again, you mentioned the decision making. There was a few times there I thought if they had fed the full forward line a little bit more with ball, I felt that there was probably a few goals we got inside there. But we 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 went back to that trait of driving hail marys from you know out the field that were dropping wide, and you were. You know, it was just a little bit frustrating to see that happening. But again, look at young players, you know, hostile enough atmosphere, big match. You know, it's, I wouldn't be in any way critical of them for that. And in fact, I would say that, you know, if, if we could have got level, you know, or even got our noses in front, there was something about that team that they might have held on. You know, but we just couldn't. We got it back to two points. If we get it back to one point at one stage, we just couldn't get level, you know. And it takes, you know, yourselves as from playing or being involved, it takes an enormous effort to get back a seven or an eight point lead. You know, you expect you expend a lot of energy doing that, you know. So just unfortunately came up short. But the good news is there's three or four lads there that you definitely would earmark as having a, a chance of playing senior hurling for us in the next few years. Like, and that's what that that's about that grade is about. It's about development. Absolutely, Colin. And look, there's good news and there's even better news is that uh, Premier View podcast exclusive that. Stephen Cronin has been invited into the Tipperary setup for their match against Limerick, the footballers, on Saturday evening <laughs> <laughs> you know, to give the team talk. <laughs> I think they're going to hold you in reserve and if things are going bad at half time, you're going to get the signal from Davy Power now to come down. So, um, look at yeah, you. so no, look, um, big game, big game on Saturday evening in the, in the big ball. Uh, with Tipperary versus Limerick I think you know it's a real 50-50 um, best of luck to the footballers if they win I think they avoid the talent for a bad thing could be a good thing for for everyone that's waiting to get the club ha- action going in, in tip anyway but um, I don't know if any of you want to have a comment Colin you're the you're the resident big ball man from your from your exploits <laughs> yesterday so <laughs> I'm far from an expert on anything as you know but Look, I suppose there's there's a few injury concerns going into the game. Robbie Kiley, Bill Maher, um, Keith, or Kevin Fahey from from commercials, I think, is a doubt as well. You know, and you know, there's two two of the three of those are serious runners, serious pace merchants. Like you know, we have to we might have to edit that. So if that's not general knowledge, Colin, go ahead. <laughs> um, but you know, there there you know, if there's a few injuries around the middle third of the field, you know, and you you lose that that yeah, that injection of pace. Well. It, it, you know, it's a massive loss. Like so, um, it's 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 very much a fifty-fifty game. I I I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with you on that at all. Limerick had a you know I think Clare were 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 strongly fancied to beat Limerick in the previous round, and 
you know, a game that went to penalties as well and Limerick, Limerick got through it. And Limerick have had a good league campaign as well, you know, got to a league final and it got promoted and, you know, are a Division 2 team next year, I think. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's very much a 50-50 game with, with, with a carrot of a Munster final. And I think at the start of the year, we would have said that get, a, get promotion from Division 4 is your f- first aim. Second aim then is to try and get to a Munster final. And if, that, if that's achieved, to me, that's a very good year for Tipperary football. Absolutely. Best of luck to him. Best of luck to him. One game in the Munster Championship this weekend, Cork versus Waterford. Not even sure if that's the one that's on in Turles. It's a must-win, really, for both teams. On It's definitely a must-win for Cork if they have any ambitions to get out of uh, Munster. It's on Welsh Park. I think it's on Welsh Park. Yeah, you're right. It's on Welsh Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He who yeah, yeah. shan't won't be named will be um, was calling for the Waterford um, support to turn out midweek so maybe that bandwagon is hitting the buffers already but yeah are we all is it Waterford this weekend we'd have no grow for Cork I suppose here or no if Cork if Cork win if Cork win they they have chance in a beat not qualify so like if they win I wouldn't mind beating them to knock them out of it like nothing away mm-hmm. last day like you know it could be I'd be I'd nearly be going if it's a chance of water for going out, you know, I'd be going <laughs> I would too, yeah, but I'd get out the Liverpool here. jersey and head to Semple or something. Here, so. <laughs> here. Here, here. I, I, I think I think Kevin, we've fallen into the trap, the two of us, of sort of you know, believe in this old cork is cork kind of rubbish, like and we keep kind of tipping them, you know, that you know that they, they can't be actually as bad as they appear yeah, to be. Yeah, it's the last you know, day of Jeff. Yeah, yeah, you know, just, but 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 I think I think actually funnily enough the game being on in Welsh Park I don't think Welsh Park is it doesn't necessarily suit Waterford's style of play okay and and maybe the tip game you can reference the tip game in that as well so I I I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to make an argument that I give Cork a chance and every time I do it I, I kind of I'm going to give him one last chance yeah I so am I you know what I'm going to, I'm going to go with you here I'm yeah. going to give him one last chance as well they were lucky they, when the demand sent off against Clare they showed a bit more they rallied a bit they could have got Clare if they can bring that bit tiny bit of form into them against Waterford and win a shootout in the game and non non contact hurling I know Waterford won't want to play it like that but yeah that's that's how they could do it, maybe. I'm, or something I'm, like that. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Stephen is in our camp on this as well. That he wants Waterford knocked out as quick as possible, too. Like absolutely. You know. But I, I'll tell you what's going to happen with Cork now, and I've been saying it all year. Cork have been piss poor all year, and they'd be piss poor again the weekend. But they'll turn up against Tip. They make. They'll absolutely boot the hole off me after I cut well, the back of them all year. Will they even bother up. playing that game if they lose on? Um... It, no, what they lose, they lose the weekend. I think against Waterford. They're done. They've they're 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 gone. The shackles are off. There's no pressure on them. They go up and they'll hurl with abandon it in Simple Stadium against Tipperary. That's what's going to happen. I know it. They, like if Cork beats Watford uh, Sunday, there's still a smidgen of hope yeah. for Tipperary. No, <laughs> so I know I know they're going to go down there and roll over. No, they are. <laughs> yeah, I just put no tipper out in my mind. Now. I, we I have made peace with it. You know, are going to Ennis on Sunday as well, there. So they are four o'clock. Is it forgot about yeah. this weekend? Yeah, so, right. so, so uh, sure, probably hard to see a Limerick win. I think you might just put kind of marker down now, just win it, get into the monster final, be done with oh, it. Rumor you know? has it they were out on Sunday night, they might not be fully focused. Yeah, uh, them lads, their drink has gone out on fucking Monday evening in a session. <laughs> I think there'll be a rocket fired on them. 
I think there'll be a rocket fired on them at the next night at training after the tip game. I think they'll have to go out and show the country that they're the best team in in in, in Ireland. And I think they'll go out and they could hammer Clare. Yeah, Especially with all the bad press at the moment going around mm. as well and stuff. So they're a bit, they're a bit, they're not kind of the most liked at the moment. Kind of lot yeah. of WhatsApp you know, call going on about them, you know. Well, yes. also there's a bit of pressure on Limerick, but also like that uh, that was the first full game against Tipperary without Keane Lynch. Um, he's a massive factor for them a massive loss they have to prove now can they go on out and hurl without him for the rest of the year you know that's that could that could be the little they want the 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 cards we need falling over and the whole thing coming the whole thing I, I'm just praying Galway stop him. <laughs> no one else yeah. Galway I don't like any of the rest of them <laughs> I will always keep an eye in, uh, in Parnell Park or Pro Park or wherever it's being played or the Dubs in Kilkenny, you know, if Kilkenny lose that one, they're in a bit of trouble, and it's a, it's a knockout game against Wexford in in the last round. Yeah. So you know, it's definitely bubbling to the top now. All the all the round robins. Sadly, despite what Sean may say, where I don't think we're involved, or Stephen may say, like we're, I, I I won't have the calculator out on Sunday after. I, 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 I think that if you lose if you lose three games out of three, you don't you don't. No, you don't anymore. You know what I mean? And and look at I'll I'll tip I'll give a. I give a very hesitant vote to Cork on on Sunday because I I could never tip Waterford, you know I just couldn't in all consciousness ever tip them to do anything. So I'll tip Cork. The Clare Limerick game, you, you know it's hard to go past. It's hard to go past Limerick, and and as well as that, if if you know it's hard to like you know fair play to Clare they've beaten Tip and Cork, but they've beaten Tip and Cork at their absolute lowest if that makes sense. You know they've beaten two of the poorest Tip and Cork teams that we've seen in a while. So. They're going to come up against, unfortunately, the two top dogs in Munster now in the next few games. So that'll give us a better idea of where Clare are at, probably. But they're they're at enough of a place that they're going to qualify, I think, to, you know, to the, to the next round of the All Ireland series. And you know, I'd certainly be very happy for us to do that. You know, so more power to them on that. Dublin and Kilkenny. Again, look, I, I I always tip Kilkenny. I, I just you know I even watched them in the under twenty hurling the other night against Wexford and. They feckin' dogged it out again at the end there. You know what I mean? Wexford missed a... I want to say it was a sitter, but, you know, they missed a really good chance in the end to level the game. And, you know, just... There's something about Kilkenny. They're never... You're never bet, they're never bet on your back on the bus and halfway home again, you know? So, um, I don't think they'll win in All-Ireland, but I think they'll have enough to be Dublin on Sunday or Saturday night or whenever it's on. Or yeah, Galway. Saturday night, but it's... Um, yeah, that, I, I don't know. There's something... Will they do it, without the Maddie Hayes? This game will show a lot about Kilkenny, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you're, you're reading too many WhatsApp messages. <laughs> yeah. Right, folks. Right, gents. We leave it there. Thanks, Billy, for your input. Best of luck to it. Well, there's no tip team playing this weekend, but um, yeah, enjoy the weekend's action. Up tip. Thanks, Archie.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 